Hey, everybody. My name is Rob Shear, and I'm the founder of a national nonprofit called Comfort Cases. I'm also an advocate for children in our foster care system, a public speaker, an author of a book, A Forever Family. But most importantly, I am the father of four amazing children. Hi, I'm Dana McKay, and I saw Rob on The Ellen Show, and when I realized his organization was based right here where I live, I knew I had to get involved. I'm also a social media consultant, a radio host, a podcast producer, and a mother of two children. See, our country's foster care system is shattered, and this podcast is about how we as a community can come together to bring about change, changing the system, and changing the lives of children in care. Welcome to the Fostering Change Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Fostering Change. I am so excited about today's podcast, Dana. I am too. This is kind of crazy. So we don't, you know, so many people hear me talk a lot about my husband. And I'm going to try not to get choked up. Um, Damn it. I didn't want to start this like (laughs) getting ready to get choked up when I talk about my husband, Reese. Um, so Reese and I are getting ready to celebrate 15 years together. Wow. And um, he is my rock, my foundation. Um, he is the person that I'm in, I am today in so many ways. And, um, and he is the father of our four amazing kids that we all, we grew our family through adoption. And for those of you who read our book, A Forever Family, and, you know, I, there's a whole chapter that I, I have that's called Reese. Um, and I talk about my husband and, um, about what an amazing human he is. I mean, amazing human. Um, but today he's on our show with us. He's so here. hi, everybody. <laughs> no, Thank wow. you for being here today, Reese. Oh, no problem. Glad to be here. Did you ever think 15 years ago, honey, when we um, we started this journey that, you know, we would be where we are today with, you know, four kids, a, a national charity. Uh, we have a podcast. We've got a book out. What would you have thought? Well, I definitely did not think those things, <laughs> starting with four children to begin with, <laughs> but four amazing children that we are very happy to be the proud parents of. Um, as well as a charity that I think developed out of a true need that was out there that we happened to try to teach our children how to give back and then find out how much of a need there is for change in that arena and to be able to take that on to try to make those changes. And in the process, people wanting to know our story and then continuing on to how we progress in today's world, which is right here with Dana and um, these podcasts that we have. Yeah. Yeah. I know he didn't sign up for this. <laughs> All right. Well, no, not yeah. exactly. It's like so many, there's been so many different directions that things have gone in from the time that you got together and then Reese convinced Rob to adopt from foster care. Yeah, right? that is correct. And yes. so, so tell me a little bit about that. You know, he wanted to adopt from overseas. He didn't want to go back or revisit that part of his life. And you said, no, wait a minute. Well, I think a lot of that came from that we're already two gay men, so we obviously did not have this child. So therefore, there was no reason to try to present that this child looked like one of us or needed to blend in with us. So as on top of that is at the time we lived in our row house in D.C., 
And we had a next door neighbor that it was usually the grandmother that was taking care of her grandchild who was not even three, I believe. And I would wake up in the middle of the night hearing this little child outside on the street. Oh my gosh. So yeah, I can't believe that Dana. Yeah. I don't talk I don't about that, that in the book. book. I didn't know I didn't that. T- yeah. No, I think it's one of those things that people don't know about um, as kind of an inspiration with this is just realizing that there were kids out there that needed true parents, parents that really would love them and not have them up at three o'clock in the morning. Right. That were responsible. Yeah. And so there really felt like they're a need. And, and so it really made kind of sense that why do we need to go overseas to find a child when there's plenty right here in our back door, just outside Right, right there, in right in your us, city. In yep. front of us that really need this. And, of course, my husband coming from foster care, it seemed like the perfect place to look. Absolutely. So I actually remember that that those 2 a.m. wake-ups um, living in the city. And, um, you know, even though my, at this point my husband and I had been together for several years, we dated for a couple of years before we moved in together. So we were probably on our third or fourth year being together during that time because um, we had just bought our home together. And, and I don't think that even though by that time my husband had known the majority of my story, he had met my biological um you know, sisters and family, and he had met my foster family. So he truly knew my story, but I don't think it really resonated until he saw that two-year-old riding the tricycle at 2 a.m. in the morning on the streets of D.C. um, and nobody thinking that that was a problem. And this was a child who, you know, most likely was a child that was in the system. I didn't write about that in our book. And um, that was my husband's story. And I'm so happy to know that he shared that. But I think it truly was the first connection my husband got with foster care. And knowing that that child was probably a kid, you know, that was either going in the system or was in the system or... um, and I, and I remember that, that, you know, maybe following week when, we, you know, I talk about in my book about, you know, our typical Saturday morning routine um, during that time was normally I was suffering from a hangover <laughs> and my <laughs> husband would make coffee and we would sit there and we would watch the NBC um, news in the morning. We, um, we were really diehard NBC fans at that particular time in our, our life and when Barbara Harrison came on, you know, yes. and, and Reese, you didn't grow up with Barbara and you did you guys no, like Wednesday's I mean, child? I don't believe that we did have Wednesday's child, or at least I was not aware of it. Um, cause I grew up in Kansas city Metro area, just for all those who don't know. <laughs> I do so, write about that in our book, my love. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, um, I was not familiar really, to be honest with you with foster care at all prior to meeting my husband. Crazy. Right. And now and now we are fathers of four kids and trying to take on the the foster care system. You know, um I I called Reese today. I was coming home from a meeting earlier today dealing with research about, you know, our shattered system here in our state of Maryland. 
And I called Reese and I was so upset because I said, you know, it's been six years that we finalized our last adoption. And I said, and they haven't moved the needle one bit when it comes to making this better or making this, you know, this was those four years of our lives that it took from the time Amaya and Makai walked into our lives to the last day when we signed Tristan and Grayson's adoption. Um, we'll never get those years back, no. you know, and nor, you know, and I'm very open about the book where, you know, because we were two white gay men. We ended up putting a second mortgage on our home to pay for the adoption. Um, it was, you know, over $60,000 to adopt four children out of the system. Um, where now I'm, I'm happy to say that the cost, you don't see that. But the problem is, is that kids still sit in the system for so long, you know, they sit in the system way too long. So two of our kids, um, Amaya Makai, we actually signed their adoption on November the 5th. Yes. Um, and, and yep, 2010. Wow, gosh, so hard to believe that it's been. That I know long nine ago. years. Nine years, and yes. then we signed the boys on March the 23rd um, of, tw- of 2012. So it took us an additional two years for Tristan and Grayson. Um, and so, I mean, it was, and also understanding. Um, I'm telling everyone right now: if you're listening to this podcast really look into adoption, you know, of all ages of kids, you know, um, I remember that I was so adamant, baby, baby. I wanted that experience of the baby, by the way, I didn't change any diapers. Okay. Let's just make it clear. You did not. (laughs) (laughs) I married a saint. Um, but you know, but having, you know, my, our daughter at four, you know, I was okay with that, you know? Well, I think what it was is we were thinking, by getting them at an earlier age, we had much better to chance of putting our thumbprint kind of right. on them and directing them in a different direction than what they had have experienced. Um, but I believe that maybe that's not necessarily the case. I mean, really, there's so many children of all different ages, even up, you know, to graduating from high school, that still are looking for somebody to care about them Absolutely. and to show them that they matter. You know, the fact that it still chokes my husband up, you know, that, you know, we, we easily could have adopted one child or, you know, maybe a sibling, but, you know, I, I, I always joke with Reese and say, you know, um, Reese has talked about, Oh, we're not having any more kids, but, just recently, I think we both looked at each other and said, you know, one thing that we always said to Makai, our, our amazing, amazing, amazing son, um, that we never say never. Right. Because he's, he's taught us so much. Well, absolutely. I mean, I, I remember reading in the book about his story yes, and how they said he would never walk and he would never talk and all those things. And I've met him. He walks. He talks. He's yes, and a there's great times kid. He he's wish smart. He he's a writer. Talk. <laughs> yeah. And he's an, he's an author like his dad, he reminds yes. me. You know, it's so funny. I just got back That's last awesome. night um, traveling like crazy, National Adoption Month, and and um, and. I'm so lucky that I, I married the man I married because um, he's he holds the fort down really well. But last night I got home and it was right around bedtime and um, 
my sweet son, Makai, you know, is the first one to run up and hug me and, you know, say, I love you, daddy, which, you know, for years, we never got to hear him say that. And so last night, as I was tucking him into his bed, he looks at his Alexa and he says, Alexa, play Christmas music. I was like, Makai. And he's like, daddy, I love listening to Christmas music when I'm falling asleep. And so I came out and told my husband, I was like, you know, he's, he's got Christmas music playing. You know, Makai just, he makes me a better human. And the thought of my husband and I not to be able to experience life with him, I, I couldn't imagine it. I mean, adoption has been the best thing in the world for us. And I have to say, um, I think a lot of times it's hard for me to actually imagine him, Makai, in his life and not us being apart of that. I have no idea where his life would have gone or what, um, if anybody would have cared enough right, to take him to the places that he seems to, and I don't mean physically, I mean just how he is able to now be up in front of a crowd, play a recorder, a Christmas song that he did last year that um, I just don't know if we would have saw that from right. Mackay. Right. Well, because, and it sounds like the, the people in the system that you dealt with told you that he's not going to walk and he's not going to talk. And when you treat kids that way, well, it's almost like a self-fulfilling thing, but you guys said, no, this is, he's going to be as everything that he can be. And you bought exactly. a farm because you read about that. It would help him. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. I, I put all that on my husband, even though now, oh my gosh, I couldn't imagine our day without our farm. I, I mean, know. I, I went and took care of the animals. It would never be my thing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but... Dana has had that experience. <laughs> I have. I was like, I thought of, you know, the Paris Hilton and Nicole Richie show, The Simple Life. Did yes. you guys ever see that? Oh, yes. Yes. yes, I remember they that. They even talked about bringing that back just recently. Oh, my gosh. I was like, that. that's what I felt like. I'm like, I could never do this. Ew, bugs. Ew, oh mud. God. Ew, poop. No. <laughs> <laughs> we should have actually oh, recorded yeah. that. We should have recorded that. No. Yeah, you know, I would have never, you know, when I envision, you know, going, looking back at where we are now, you know, 15 years later, when I knew I wanted to, to, to have a family, it was one of the first questions I asked Reese on our first date was, did you want to be a father? Um, it was very, very important to me to be with someone, um, that wanted to grow their family and build a family of, of a forever family. And, um, but I will tell you, I never, ever, ever thought that we would be where we are today. Um, I didn't, I never thought of being a parent of four kids. I thought we would be, we'd have one child. We'd still be living in the city. Yes. <laughs> I would still be sitting behind the uh, desk being a banker. You know, my husband is an interior designer for those who um, don't realize it. One of the best. Um, and he, and he would be doing his interior designing and we would just, you know, I never would have thought, oh my gosh, four kids, a farm, chickens, a pig named Penelope, three goats. And cleaning a chicken coop. Cleaning a chicken cleaning coop, a which by the way, stall. I actually find. <laughs> so yesterday when I was I was away yesterday, um, they, they sent me an email and they said, um, could you tell us one thing about you that nobody would ever th- imagine? And so I'm on the plane. I'm flying to um, Columbus. I got this right. <laughs> Not, Not Cleveland. Cleveland. <laughs> Fly, flying to Columbus. 
And I literally put in this email that people would be surprised that I find it very relaxing to clean out our chicken coop. You know, I the whole process. Okay. <laughs> Dana's definitely cringing on that one. Yeah. So, so it's crazy. But, you know, I will tell you the greatest reward in the world, you know, to, that we've built this, you know, amazing, amazing charity with the help of so many loving people who have loved us throughout this journey. Um, I've been very lucky to have a career that I actually loved and to be able to now have what I consider a second career. Um, But the greatest, greatest thing for me is the fact of when I hear my children say the word dad, you know, whether they're calling me daddy or dad, um, Yes, we are kind of going through that. Yeah, we are change. going through that change, oh. by the oh, way. Yeah. <laughs> we we are going through the change. And it's funny, people ask us all the time, how do they call each of you? What do they call, you know? And um, Reese was data from the very beginning. And I write about that in the book yeah. from our daughter, Amaya. Um, but now he has become... But Banan. Banan. I think they call him Banan more than they call him Dada. Um, Which actually came from the Minions. Minions. And it was Tristan. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, yes. where did Banan come from? Exactly. <laughs> it, it came from the movie The Minions. Um, and it's very interesting how you take a show like that. And I don't know. I think it's the meaning is like banana or something like Uh that, which I find (laughs) hilarious. But Tristan, our youngest, is the one who all of a sudden started calling me Banan. (laughs) And it has... has, And it's stuck? (laughs) Yes, it's stuck as well as not just with him. It's stuck. Also, Amaya calls me that. Oh, my gosh. calls me that. (laughs) The only one I don't think who does is Makai. Makai still calls me Dada. Yeah, Makai still calls you Dada. And I think Makai will be 25 and still call you Dada. Yeah. I will be Dada until he's like 60. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And, and And it depends on which kid it is and where we are, whether I am Daddy or dad right. um which i always find kind of you know um but you also, know so what do they want that is <laughs> daddy <laughs> yep, exactly. oh my gosh to you know the dynamics of our <laughs> our family our family would be you know listen it's it's national adoption month and and you know recent i we have some amazing stories to tell you that you know we there is nothing that we would have changed we are so 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 grateful to have four amazing and wonderful children i will tell you is the road hard yes i'm not gonna bs anybody who's listening to this podcast um but it is so rewarding it is so rewarding yes the rewards Um, are definitely worth worth the struggles and and the hard times you go through yeah yeah it really is you know as you're thinking of building your family i say this all the time you know no matter how you build your family whether you build your family the traditional way as we call it or you go and get a surrogate or you know just the fact is is our families all look different and our families are made all differently and so as we as we look at as this month is ending national adoption month if 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 i could take away anything is that I wouldn't give it a month. I would give it every day of our year for people to think about adoption, educate themselves about adoption. I don't really believe that you're ever too old to adopt. And as a matter of fact, Barry Farmer, who was on our our podcast, um, he was 20 when he 
brought his first child into his home. Yep. You know, so I, I don't believe that, you know, anybody should put it. Now, mind you, if you're under 18, we're, you know, come right, on, guys. Yeah. We're not talking about that. <laughs> but but I'm saying if you're if you're financially able to give stability to a child and give a child this the unconditional love, you know, it's something I say that all the time. Yes, and that's one thing is love has no age, no um, bracket of financial or anything like that. Love comes in all forms, all ages. It just purely exists. Absolutely. And that's all we have to do is share that. Yep. So, no, it does not matter somebody's age. It doesn't matter how, I mean, financially that they can take care of them, whether, you you know... But it, but you don't need to be able to buy them a new car and buy them fancy clothes. No, and not at buy all. them all these because amazing sometimes it's do you know things. what? Even a box. Yeah. You know, a box that a package that was sent from Amazon <laughs> is enough. Oh my gosh. Most of the time to to totally entertain them. It's so yep. funny. So we, you know, and, and and by the way, those who are hearing this and and you know, my husband says just give them a box. He he's that it's it's oh, my and, it's my and a stack of solo cups. It's my it's my husband's sense of humor, but I will tell you, he's so right about that though. So we get, you know, quite a few deliveries from Amazon, you know, our dog food comes, our cat yes. litter, all that. For their Amazon, um, <laughs> and so I, I always find it funny that you know at least Makai and Tristan, they they have such an unbelievable imagination that they take these boxes and they make you know buildings or the time that we were on vacation a couple of years ago and it was the it was the funniest thing we're on vacation there's three other families that are with us Correct. you know we try to just let you know a lot of our um, really close friends um we you know we have a lot of friends that are like so different like we not not everybody's gay and has you know four african-american kids and they're white i mean we really we have such a collected group of Very friends diverse. And yeah, very diverse. And they vac- we vacationed together, and we we were vacationing, and all of a sudden, I was in the kitchen. We come out, and there must have been about eight kids. They, we had eight kids well, with definitely. us. Our four, and, and I know that we were looking for cups to pour our drinks into, yeah. or something like, and we could not find them. Yeah, where and, was those cups? Where the, did they go? The, where did the red solo cups go? And we go over, and the kids. They had made this huge fort with these red solo cups. <laughs> All the way to the ceiling. Yeah. And so we were like, well, we need to save on Christmas presents this year. We'll we just right. give them a box and a bag of solo cups. Yeah, my kids are the same way. Well, or on Christmas, it's like you spend all this money on these Christmas presents, and they just want to play with the wrapping paper when they're really tiny. Like, it's just crazy. Oh, yeah. it, you know, that is so true. That is so true. You know, and we really do holidays crazy at our house. But, you know, listen, you know, as I say, it's, it's National Adoption month the the month is ending um i hope that you know this month as we have focused um our podcast dana you and i focused on adoptions every week um that we've educated our public which is something that you and i've always wanted to do i hope that we have taught people things and we have learned things ourselves um i know i have learned some things you know 
that's always the best when we have somebody on and we learn something new. Yeah, and we've met some amazing people this month. You know, mm-hmm. um, I think about Steve and Rob. You know, who were were on our podcast. You know, um, the the our our the the founder of Adoptions Together, Janice I Goldwater. Mean, Janice, yep. I mean, you know, Janice has been my friend, but I I learned so much about her. Um, it's just been such an amazing experience, and and to have this platform, you know. I, I'm going to end this by just saying, you know, I, I hope everybody realizes is that the love that you see our family have is genuine love. You know, we use that word love a lot in our podcast, but, you know, I am just so, so grateful that you are my partner, Reese, that you're here, that you allow me to blossom and bloom and be the person I am. And um, thank you for being the best dad in the world. And Dana, thank you for giving us this platform to to do this, because I think without you, I don't think there would have ever been a podcast. <laughs> and um, you've taught me so much. So, you know, uh-huh. happy National Adoption Month. Thank you, everybody. Reese, we always end our, our podcast on the same note. So, Dana, it's all yours. Okay. We always ask our guests to uh, one question. If you could change two things about the foster care system, what would they be? All right. Well, I actually thought about this a little bit. And I mean, my number one thing is the support of the ones that are actually aging out and um, do not have, have never had the wonderful opportunity of being adopted, that they definitely need a lot of support, even when it comes down to someplace for them to go during the holidays. Um, so I think that's definitely something that we need to look at it changing. Um, also, another thing is maybe them having a little bit more, the kids, and probably of certain ages, you'd have to vary this upon that, is having a little bit more voice themselves. Well, thank you so much, Reese. Rob, thank you. you oh, thank you. Thank I can't you wait till me. we tune in again for our next <laughs> fostering change. Everybody remember, this is going to grow by you sharing it, by you listening to our podcast and sharing it. You know, we know what social media does, um, and it does amazing things for some people. And so, you know, as you tune in, um, we want you to share it. We want you to comment about it. We want you to give us a review. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Absolutely. I know it's kind of a pain. I think it's a little bit difficult to navigate on Apple Podcasts to leave a review, but it would make us so happy. It would. <laughs> so it would make do. us so yeah, happy. And it helps spread the word, too. Exactly. And if you have an idea of something, that topic that you would like for us to cover on Fostering Change, um, Dana and I are all ears. We love to meet amazing people, and we love to educate not only ourselves, but our community. And what we want to make sure that we do is that we're trying to bring change. And that's why it's Fostering fostering change because change is what we need so again share 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 reese i love you i love you too. and i will see you when i get home tonight take care everybody dana and i would like to thank all of you for listening to the fostering change podcast you can subscribe on apple podcasts google play spotify and stitcher 
Make sure you follow Comfort Cases on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Comfort Cases. And check out the Fostering Change blog at ComfortCases.org. So everybody, we want to hear your stories. So reach out to us if you would like to be a guest on the podcast. You can find me on Facebook at Rob Shear, Instagram at Rob underscore Shear, and on Twitter at Rob Shear 6. And please share this podcast and leave us a review. Remember, we're all part of the same community. Your zip code, it's not your community, but it's our human race. Let's all make a difference.